All right, welcome back, Bucks and Brews. We're on the air tonight, and uh, we're, we kind of have all this little stuff that doesn't make a show that we never get to talk about much. So I thought we'd kind of hit that stuff up tonight. So, for example, Nick went to court today. Yeah. And that's going to be a fun little story we're going to talk about. We got Mike in studio. Mike's going to, you know, tell us how he's doing with DoorDash and getting some extra investments out there. Um, tell us if he has any hot stock tips or anything, because we know Mike does not study the market at all. He just goes off gut, which is perfectly fine. Because a lot of us do that. Um, I got a few things here and there, and we're just going to kind of see where it takes us, because we like to talk, and there's really kind of nothing wrong with that, is there? I don't see a problem with that, especially when I get to drink. So speaking of that, what are you drinking, David? Oh, my, Nick. I am so excited about drinks tonight. So Mike and I just got back from dinner. We took uh, my daughter out for her 26th birthday, which is tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and we went to the Mitten. It's a good place. We got some pizzas. Mike had a very interesting pizza he'll tell you about in a minute. Hot dog? Hot dog? No. And while we were there... We had some peanuts and Cracker Jack, but variants. So we drank the banana cream when we were there. Ooh. And then we each got a raspberry jam, <sighs> peanut and Cracker Jack, and then each bought a banana cream Ooh. to come home with. And go. then I bought a, a four-pack variety pack the other day, yeah. and... Nick, why don't you tell me what you're starting with tonight? Let's say tonight I get to start with uh, the Mitten Brewing Imperial Peanuts and Cracker Jack. So everybody knows I'm an Imperial fan. Uh, you know, darker, robust, just going to be a fantastic, uh, fantastic beer. Um, so I'm starting with that. And then, uh, you know, so my Tigers played today. They did. We do a walk-off. It's 75, eight, almost 78 degrees. It just hit high. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm in the season. So... Stopped and grabbed uh, Mike's Hard Pomegranate Lemonade Seasonal. That sounds so, delicious. I'm very excited for that, too. Plus, he did it because he knew I was going to be here. That's exactly it. It's, uh, it's Mike's. I mean, he yeah, makes residuals off that. He makes a whole one one hundredth of a penny. So off he, of every, like, billion sold. Correct. So he never gets anything. You want, you want to finish that raspberry? I do. I there do. You go. So you're, I you're end up having a raspberry now. So You're welcome. I, I brought Nick all the good stuff. And Mike, obviously, we know what you're drinking. What do you yeah, think of it? That's great. It's really good. It just you can get the raspberry taste, but it's not too overpowering. So it's not too sweet. Yeah. Man, say that's really good, but this Imperial knocks it out of the park. Yeah, I know you were a big fan of the Imperial. Yeah, so that's, that's why I was okay handing that to you. I went to Rishi's the other day with Caitlin because she's buying stuff for a birthday party. Yeah. And you could buy a four pack of any of the uh variants oh there, yeah which you know i tried to do that at mitten but they're only selling the variety four pack you yeah. can't buy just forced raspberry sure so i was like man if i go to rishi's again and it's still there i might have to i might have to do that up rishi great beer selection yeah i see i picked up some fun stuff there the other day that i'll be drinking in the next few episodes so i say some of the biggest liquor selection i, I know of in grand but so phenomenal you know, just, it's a you know what it used to be a Hooters, right? It so used to be Hooters. Think about think about that, folks. Like if you're you know, this used to be a restaurant, right? Like full, and so they gutted it, and now the entire building is alcohol. Yeah. I mean, if I put a if I put a number on it, let's say at least 40 cooler doors, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. like it's just huge. And then the walk-in and just every shelf, like I mean, these are 
It reminds me of like rich people uh, books, like their library, because like you have to get on ladder to get some of these things. Like, and they'll they'll go get them top shelf stuff. Like, I mean, see liquor, so liquor, wine, anything like cider, meads. Yep, let's say you know if it, if it's made and you can get it in Michigan, they're gonna have it. So, you know, uh, when England gets in, they'll have just mounds of it. <laughs> so, but. All right, yeah, see, uh, started out my morning. Yeah, let's hear about this, because uh, I always love a good court case. I, I do I do enjoy a good court case. So This one sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, this one's been an ongoing, right, ongoing case. So um, I'll start with the backstory, right? The, the, tenant, the tenant moves in and starts complaining that, you know, the place isn't clean, and there's a couple other things. This is different than the one that we talked about the other day. Uh, no, it's probably, I don't know. I've gone to so many court cases. The the one that kept showing up on the porch. No, completely different one. Okay, so completely, okay. <laughs> let's say it's so not this, porch people. Yeah, no, this is this is a different one. Okay. And uh right, so this is probably six months ago or so. Like, you know, so we credit the tenant some money. You know, she's like, Hey, I didn't move in this. So we're like, all right, cool, you didn't move in, we'll just count it as the first. We'll give you your money back for this. Um, fix the stuff that we need done. She calls and complains. One of my favorite stories, and I will live it for the rest of my life. Tenant calls and complains that the uh, the oven smells like gas. And I said, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Nick, can I ask? Of course. Is it a gas oven? This is not a gas oven. Okay. <laughs> so, I, uh, you know, it's, I, I know that this is an electric oven. Right. Uh, it's, it's so so I, there's no way in hell it can smell uh, like gas. I'm laughing about this, right? I'm like, you know what? Like, because, and I tell this to everybody, not just her, but like, whatever. And, uh. DT, I was like, call DT and tell them that you have, you know, you have a gas leak and they'll get it taken care of. And, uh, you know, and I was like, I really want to be there to record this, right? Because <laughs> I want to, oh yeah. So you totally signed it up. Right? Like, you know, how do you, how do you fight this? So, um, you know, complains about other stuff. Anyway, so we give her a credit. Okay. And, and we're like, hey, this is all we're going to give you. Don't ask for any more. Like, we've given her a cleaning back. We've given her this. We've given... And so, like, you know, the next month comes around and she just decides to not pay 200 more dollars, right? Because that's the amount of credit she wanted. And we gave her 400 and something dollars. I don't even know anymore. And uh, she just decides to withhold 200 or some bucks. So, because she can. And uh, so we go, you know, months and months, keep fighting with her and stuff and um, get to court today, right? For the final, the final actual trial. And before that, we we reach out to her and we're like, Hey, you know, right now you're at almost 500 bucks, right? If you just pay it now, if you pay us the 200 bucks, we'll waive your late fees. We'll waive. Um, my lawyer's like, Hey, I won't, I won't charge for the, the this court cost. My owner's going to have to eat the court cost because we did go to court already. Yeah. Um, we're like, Hey, pay us 200 bucks and you know, we'll be fine. Nope, 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 no, nope, no. Nope. So we sit in front of the judge and, uh, the judge goes, Hey, you know, we're here. And she goes, I'm paid up. And, uh, you know, she's like, I'm paid up. Everything's fine. Everything's this. And, uh, this is where we're at. And so I was like, my lawyer stands up and goes, she says she's paid up. She's not paid up. She withheld her own money, like walked kind of through it. And like during this time, like this girl is like, you know, telling the judge the entire, like, Hey, this wasn't, you know, okay. So appliances got ordered and it was on the listing that, Hey, there's older appliances, but new ones are ordered. They're on the way. Here's the date. 
Well, the date got kicked back two weeks and the date got kicked back two more weeks after that because of COVID. There was nothing. If you ever tried to buy an appliance right now, you're just not going to get the one you want. It's the same with lumber and everything, everything else. So they're not working yep. to produce these things. <laughs> I heard yesterday, not to, not no, to interrupt, but we should get into this a little later. So Ford F-150s, mm -hmm. the, the chip for the F-150s, yeah. they can't get them. Well, it's like... They can't get half the electronics at Gentex I mean, yeah. because, right? I mean, all of China, Japan, all that stuff is still doing COVID stuff. Like, yeah. so they're not putting, they're not putting. Other countries aren't putting the risk out there like we are. So, I mean, we're a very money-driven country, and just as much as they are. But like, you know, they're, they're way more than right. I mean, but they're they're still being very smart about it. Let's say, um, and so right. So this tenant starts telling the judge all this stuff, right? And, and then he looks at her and goes, is April paid? And she goes, no, you know, and tells her little excuses about whatever. Um, it'll be paid Friday, stuff like that. And so judge goes, all right. Um, I don't, he goes, I, I don't want to walk out of here with a, a, um, a contingency, basically, right? So we're going to do trial or whatever. And he goes, you know, and he looks at her and he's like, look, if you lose, this is going to be an eviction on your record. Like, just know this, right? Like, and uh, so, she, you know, my my lawyer is like, could you give us five minutes, okay? And he goes, yep, that's fine, right? Like, we have a recess real quick. And so they start talking. And uh, this is this is the part that I'm really adamant about for people. So the my, my tenant brings a, a friend that is a witness, okay? And this girl stands up. Yeah. Can I interrupt? Oh, go ahead. Is the friend a lawyer? No. Does the friend have any law background? Uh, according to them, you know, they they have a so they threatened us with lawyers the entire time. They, uh -huh. oh, I'm going to go talk to my my uncle's a lawyer, but my attorney every time. Who's your who's your uncle? I'll talk to him. Like, well, he'll talk you straight, right? Like every time, right? Like it's funny because everybody's like, oh, I got a lawyer, I got a lawyer, I got a lawyer, and it's like, cool. Like we're not afraid. Like what? You know, what we've done, what we've submitted, everything is is true to us. Whether now we go to the judge and he tells us if it's true or not. So, so in other words, she has a paper degree that she wrote. I am lawyer. And, well, no, you know, she's probably been to. And here's the thing: she's the way she acted. She's probably been to court so much. Uh -huh. Now she is officially a lawyer because, like, I guarantee the. So she goes to court. or something like that. Right? So, so she <laughs> like watches the people's court. And she likes Judge Bill Yad. Yes, all those things. And, or, and or Judge she, Judy. She's just been there enough, like you know, because yeah, yeah. of the trouble she gets in. Um, and so this, you know, one of the things my, my, uh, my lawyer says, he, he goes, you know, all right, so we put 195 bucks, which I think is grand Rapids court cost on the, on the paperwork or whatever. Cause you know, my, my lawyer works different areas and, uh, he goes, judge, I know you guys only allow us to charge 158. So, you know, we'll get that fixed or whatever. And this girl, that's like, all she heard was we miswrote the, the, the problem is, is this was two court dates ago, right? Yeah. The girl didn't show up. So we just got our judgment for the amount of money that we asked, right? He, he just said, hey, this is what it is. Cool. And that's all this girl. Oh, they already admitted to lying about, you know, they charge you 40 extra bucks and this and that. And you go to court, go to court, go to trial, go to trial, go to trial. And it's just like, and my, my judge or my, my attorney, I was like, I was 50-50 on this guy like beforehand because he's like, hey, let's not do this. And I was like, like this is like, this is principle. So in the end, you know, it's. Again, we're fighting for, I knew at the end of it, I wasn't going to get late fees. I wasn't going to get stuff. And so I was going to end up with 200 bucks. I'm paying 500 bucks for a lawyer. Okay. So 
Now it's like it was just the principle. Got to got to get you to admit this. Like right, like I got it. You got to understand that you can't just keep withholding rent. Right. And so like we're gonna get to this point. Um, and so my my attorney looks at the the friend and says, "Could you just shut the fuck up? Like, <laughs> just stop. Like you're giving her horrible advice. You're doing like just just stop." And the tenants like, "I don't like the way you're talking to my friend. You got to go to trial. Blah blah. blah. You're gonna you know." I was like. I'm sitting back just listening to this, right? And I, I look at her and straight, and I was just like, look, here's what it is. You do what you want. I don't really care. I'm here to represent what I'm supposed to do. I was like, right now, the way you see it and the way I see it, you might be whatever. But I look at this as 50-50. Now, you just told me two minutes ago that you're saving to buy a house and you're going to be out in September. Now, if you get an eviction on your record, you will not qualify for FHA for at least five to seven years. And she goes... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually in the, the lending field for a bank and stuff like that. And uh, so she she's I was like, look, is a, is 200 bucks worth like this entire risk? Like if you win, great. If you lose, even if you get a dime, even if he just says, hey, you have to pay this amount, that is an eviction. I don't care if you win the money that you said, but he hits you for one late fee. I don't care if he hits you. Like, think about it. If you hit any part of this, because he says, hey, you know what? You guys got to split this and you get court costs. I don't, you have to completely win this entire case to not have this on your record. And she, so she looks and she goes, is it going to be on my record that it shows? And um, my attorney goes, if you take the plea, I will guarantee that this isn't on your record. This is what it is. And, and you'll pay the, you know, the 200. And she goes, fine, let's pay the 200. Judge comes in and, and finally we convince her. And so she goes, hey, I'd like to talk to you. And I was like, okay. It's completely fine with me. I will. I I talk to everybody, right? And so we go. Her and I say without your friend. Um, so and my attorney comes in real quick, shows us where the room is, and he excuses himself. And so her and I talk. And I was like, look, you know, this. I, I reiterated everything. I said, hey, you know, you 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 made a really good decision. It sucks to sometimes eat your pride, but yep. it's a very good decision, especially if you want to buy a house. I was like, and if you think about it. I guarantee that if you come to me in the next couple months, whatever it is, when you're ready to buy a house and say, Hey, I'd like to get out of my lease. We have a two month, you know, lease price to get out. I was like, if you negotiate with us half price to get out, you're going to save, let's say, let's say it's a thousand bucks. You're going to save $1,000 because we're going to say, yeah, you're buying a house. Congratulations. Awesome. We won't charge you 2000. We'll charge you 1000. Just like I talked with, uh, you know, TJ yeah. and all that. And yeah. You know, so I was like, look, at that point, you're going to make a thousand bucks and that 200 bucks is going to be nothing. So like, it's perfect. And, you know, and she's like, and she keeps going. She goes, everybody in your office, they're just, they're a bitch. And they're so mean and so rude. And she goes, I'll talk to you anytime. And I was like, you actually have. And I described the first situation. I was like, you called me on a Friday. It was 3.15. We closed at three o'clock. You got really upset that nobody told you that we closed at three o'clock on Fridays, but we worked through it. You were very cordial. And I appreciated that. And I was like, then you called me again not too long back. And I told you that there was a date for the switch or whatever. And you got loud and you did whatever. And I said, look, and I, I told you, I don't have to do anything. I ain't got to do nothing. And you asked me who the fuck I was. And I said, I'm Nick Watkins. Who are you? <laughs> and, she, and she hangs up and I said, and you hung up on me. And she goes, yeah, sometimes I'm a little hard to, to get along with. And I was like, that's completely fine, but you don't need to treat us this way. Like I get your frustrations. It's not like we don't understand. I was like, look, we do the best in our ability. And I started laying out all the things that we did when she wanted them. And I was like, look, I 
personally take pride in what I do. Within 48 hours, I'm going to take action to everything. Like you're you're going to have some type of a communication. Yeah. Whether the whether it happens within 48 hours, I was like, if I call my plumber and they're three days out, there's nothing I can do about that. Like, but you're within 48 hours, you're going to know that date and that time of when they are scheduled to be there. Just as much as every single time I got an email that said, hey, these appliances moved. I didn't just wait till day before. I literally sent it to you and it's like, hey, they've moved, they moved out. Hey, they moved out. So that way you can plan other things. Um, but yeah, and so you have to realize, and I, I posted it on Facebook, I was like, you have to realize that the friends you're around, look at their life and see, is that where where you want to be in life? Like I'm assuming, and that's a, it's always a good thing to assume, yeah, yeah. but is this is this friend living living the dream life? Is this friend you know, got everything in life that you want. Okay, sure. They got there and they have knowledge in that game, but if they're just there to, Oh, you, we got him. We got him talking about the, we got him for 40 bucks. And it's like, and I told her, I was like, look, that 40 bucks is going to guarantee to come off your final bill. If we win, like we we've already admitted that we've overcharged. Like, you know, you bring up a good point. When you look at your friends, is, is that something you want to emulate? Is that something you want to do? So when Mike and I reconnected, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've talked about that before on the episodes um, you know, we sat down and I looked at his bills and, and kind of, you know, gave him some advice. I don't think Mike would sit there and say, yeah, David added it all together and he knew exactly what he was doing and I want to emulate it. Am I wrong? No, I didn't have it all together. I, I wasn't somebody to sit there and yeah, I'm going to emulate that. But I had knowledge that I could share and I shared it with him and I said, hey, do what you want. This is what I see. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of people that are steering you in the right direction. Not the ones that are telling you, you have to go do this. You have to go do that. Go to court, go to court, go to court. Well, you know, I, I used to work at a, I used to work for manpower at Kellogg's mm-hmm. and there was a guy who, who he's like, Oh, you got to get into uh, penny stocks. That penny stocks is where it's at penny stocks. And, I was, and like, he would talk it up and I'm like, man, it does sound pretty good. Like, right. I can put a hundred bucks and I have what a hundred thousand stocks. Some, I don't yeah. know the number 10,000 stocks. And uh, if it goes a penny, I've made, you know, 10, I was, and I'm broke at this time. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because I talked to somebody else and they, they start laughing. I was like, yeah, so we talked about penny stocks. And they go, oh, man, have you been talking to Jim again? And uh, they go, you know, he's declared bankruptcy twice, right? And I was like, some bitch. Like, so instantly, like, he, he his, you know, um, his reputation just yeah. didn't fit. So, like, why would I take advice from people that can't do? Like, why would I take advice? And it was like, with this, with this tenant, I know I have to be for the owner. And, okay, so the reason... And that's the other thing I need to explain to people. Okay, so my lawyer said, hey, if we don't go to trial, I will not charge you the $500 to prepare for this trial. I will not do whatever. So my my owner, he's going to get the 200 bucks and he's going to pay the 158 in court costs. So he's really only so making he's, 50 yeah, bucks. He's like, but he still, has to pay, he still has to pay the lawyer before that for all okay. the up, up and coming. So yeah. he's actually losing money. Okay. Yeah. But it's better than losing 500 for my- On top of everything else. Yeah, and if he would have lost the case, you, you know, so he- so to walk away really only being down 200 bucks after everything's paid after whatever and now we have a tenant that's in place like to me that's that's a win right she understands and i've made it very clear like you can't just withhold whatever you feel like right i was like you have to and i I explained it to her because i'm i'm a nice guy and always will look if you feel this isn't fair if you feel whatever okay you need to escrow it and send in your send in your payment um that shows escrow like into a different account that's fine right or pay it, sue, then you have to sue back, right? Like for, for wrongful, like you have to show that you've actually tried. You have to make the attempts. Yep. You have to do all this. You can't just take it upon yourself to do things. Um, 
and and so to me right like it's a win it's a very much win like we got we got what we wanted just took months to get there right i mean and it was literally down to the we're in court sitting in front of the judge and he's like all right we're ready to go to trial and then we're like look this is one last chance like no more because once trial starts you you don't get anything and again if you lose your whole life of what you see in your future for the next five years you're screwed because now think about it as well and i i I don't mean to be that guy but me as as the guy who've been going through you've been giving me so much shit for six months you there's zero chances i'm renewing this fucking lease yep zero like i don't care how much you apologize how, how sorry you are like you made me go through all this and technically now sure you've cost my owner and i am the owner let's say you've cost 200 bucks like we'll never get that back right like i can't recoup that i can't do anything and you, you've wasted this much amount of my time. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and <laughs> say me being me, because of how strong I felt in the situation, I, I talked to the owner and I was like, I ain't charging you a dime. I would love to go fight this, right? Like, I would absolutely love to see this happen, right? But the passion side of me is literally, I don't want to see people ruin their life over something so stupid. And I never will. I will always, like, yes, my advice isn't the greatest. And sure, if she didn't take it and she won, good for her. Right. I take it and just go, okay, we learned, like, what did we learn from this? Hey, you know, this, this, you know, and if we, if we do win, then I learned, I know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that was my, that was my morning. Um, you know, it's saying then the afternoon, right. Just, just so many other, so many other things. I could talk real estate all day, all these, all these types of things that are happening. So, you, you know, you, you look at some of this stuff and I, I think friends is a, a great thing to hit on for a minute here. So you are who you associate with, right? What, what is it? The five of the 10 friends that with five friends that you're around, you're the average income or the average of them, right? right. So if you're, if you're a homeless person and your five people that you talk to on a constant are homeless, guess what? You chances are you're you're homeless as well, right? Like, well, you know, and if if you look at the the five people I'm around the most, it's you know, not family-wise, it's you, yep, Mike, probably Walling, yep, Jim, and his wife. So right, and like when you look at that, like let's just I do okay, right, money-wise. Yep. I probably am the lowest end uh you're probably right. I'm probably right in the middle. Honestly, like I mean, because walling it doesn't, you know, he's walling still, makes less than me. Yep. Walling is uh, still at home. Oh, I can not not yet. But or, so from so what I he makes less than me. Wendy makes less than me. But you, Mike, and Jim probably make more than me. In theory. In theory. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, but I, I guess even even on the financial aspect. So like we, it, it is usually a financial thing. But now, like, look at it. Okay, so. I have a house. Mm-hmm. You have a house. Yeah. Jim and his wife have a house. Have a house. Now Mike doesn't or didn't up until we're gonna doesn't him, doesn't have a house. Okay, so we have we have four out of five people that have a house, and you have a house. I have two. Right. I mean, so right, like, well, granted, I have you more, have many. So so, and that, that that's exactly Again, so yeah. I have many houses. You have more than one, so yep. like the, technically, when you average it, he has one. Jim, Jim has, has one. one. Like so, when you average it out, yeah, okay, you're right in the middle. Like when you think about that yep. in theory. So, um, again, baseball episode, baseball episode, baseball episode. Like we all have baseball. So like, yeah, you hang around with those. 
okay, if you smoke weed, you probably your five closest friends are probably smoking weed. Probably. Like, okay, if, if you, you drink beer, your friends probably drink beer. Right, like your closest friends. I mean, right, like it's nothing against people that don't. I still hang out with them. We, I, I'll buy your damn mocktails. I don't like. Yeah, I don't care. I, I want to, you know, that's who I am. But like, I know the people that I constantly talk to. Right, like Walt, f you money. Right. Yeah, like, oh yeah. I mean, we're talking. You know, and, and when I look at the you, like I'm really like Ronnie, um, Travis, like right when I look at it, like, dude, this is an outlier here, but like yeah. I probably am in the middle of all of right. <laughs> like all of my people, you know, is a and I didn't it, it's funny because like I remember back then, like when my high school whatever, like sure, we my friends were hustling and grinding, like a, a few of us, and the other ones were like, Hey, I just like hanging out with you guys. And, and then, and then my friends kind of change and like, it's not that my, I don't choose to change my friends. My, my thoughts change and how I want to hold myself. Like, again, real estate, like if I didn't have Walt, I wouldn't have shit in life. Like mm-hmm. we, we can all be honest about this. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I my line, again, we talked about it. My line piece of paper lease would have sank me a million times over yeah. and I too stupid to ever learn because nobody would have ever handed me that paperwork. Right. Like, you know, I, I probably would have hit you up and be like, David, can you do some research on the computer? Cause you know, I'm stuck at it. And you'd be like, Hey man, here's a lease I found. Maybe you should try this. And yeah. I'd, I'd like, I'd learn, I'd learn that lease because you know, even though you don't own real estate, you'd be like, yeah, here, I'll help you. And like, I'd get, I'd, I'd figure it out along the way. I just wouldn't be where I am type thing. So I really, honestly, I'm probably, I'm probably the middle of my friends where, you know, I go golfing with Walt a couple times a year, let's say. And it's funny cause his friends show up. Right. And you got the retired guy, you got Walt who's retired. You got like, I mean, net worth of these guys, oh, yeah. just it's fantastic. This like, is I like absolutely... when I go with Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like, but on a on a very big scale though, like I mean, oh yeah, we're talking double digit oh, yeah. millions of dollars of guys that are. I'm sitting here just going, and they're like, Nick, what do you do? Oh, Nick, you're you're on a Walt's protege, and I'm like, I drink beer, boys. Like that's what I do. And they're like, man, I like you, you know? And so, um, but they're, you know, that group, that the, the, the people. And and I found it a lot. I found it a lot. So um, I used to hang out with my my sister quite a bit and my brother-in-law and all that. And like, yeah. they had two combined incomes. And um, I'd hang out with like other couples. And I don't mean this in any disrespect to people, but uh, I, you know, we, we'd, go out to, we'd go out to eat and then we'd go out and play pool. We'd go do whatever. And then like next week we'll come by and we're like, Hey, let's go, let's go hang out. Oh, Hey, we don't have money to do this two weeks in a row. And, and then like, you know, that, that's how they start to fade because you're going out with the people that can do these things. Hey, the people that do want to go on trips, the people that do want to do these things yep. because you want to constantly just keep moving. And so, because that's, that's who I, uh, it's nothing against, I mean, my sister and I have way different things now, but like back then right, it was like, you know, and so we, you just kind of, you kind of outgrow your friends when you're in that financial thing. Right. Just like, just like if you're the guy who's retiring early and you go to the bar and you're the guy who knows, hey, my budget's two beers and your friends are all drinking a crap done and sure they'll buy you some here and there. Eventually, you you know, they're going to be like, oh, I'm either tired of buying you beer and that's okay because you're growing financially or, you know, you're just, you're comfortable where you are, but like you're going to retire at 50 and they're going to continue to work. At some point, you're going to stop and you're going to be like, all right, they got to get back to work, which I find happens a lot. Or you're just gonna make different friends, right? Like it just it naturally kind of happens, right? You don't go searching for them. It naturally happens. You get somebody else who's on the same wavelength, the same page as you, and you go do it. Like I know for a fact that 
we're going to be older and you're going to be like, I mean, you're going to retire before me. Yep. I mean, well, I'll be retired. But when you turn 60 something, when you actually are like, hey, I'm just done with my job. Yep. Hey, you want to go here? Yeah, let's go. Like, right. Like I'm going to be retired by then. Right. So and it's not going to be too far behind because I'm 32. So I got, you know, 15, 16 years. Nope, not even. Yeah, 15 years till my kid's 20. And, you know, she'll be however old. I'm 43. I'd like to retire in the next 12 or 13. Right. So by that time, right, like I'll be ready to go. You'll be ready to go. So it's like it's kind of working out in that aspect of like we're, we're going to be able to do things constantly. I mean, you even like now. Yeah. I mean, you know, Don and I didn't get to go on our trip last year. I, and we had planned some different things and, and they all kind of fell through. And, you know, for me, when I'm looking at trips and stuff, I love, I would love to go somewhere with just my wife, but yeah. at the same time, I love my friends too. Well, and that, that, and like you and your wife are like me and my wife, we are completely opposites. Yeah. No disrespect to them, but like my version of fun is sitting in the shade and drinking beer and their version of fun is, oh, I want to go on this snorkeling trip to the bottom of the ocean. And I'm like, I don't need that. I mean, but you know, in all honesty, I'm probably more on their wavelength than I am yours. Yeah. I want to go on the snorkeling trip to the bottom of the ocean. But like, so, you know, like John's perfectly happy also to just sit there and do like, when we went to Hawaii, I wanted everything planned out. And she's like, on the flight, I'm a planner. She goes, I don't want to plan anything. Anything Why do we have to plan it? I'm like, no, I want to know what we're doing on every specific day. She goes, but it could change. Well, I don't care. (laughs) And that, that was like the, when we went to Mexico, right? I was like, and Courtney's like, why, you know, why are you so excited? And I was like, we don't have to talk about food. And she goes, what do you mean? And I was like, literally, I know everywhere I go, I get fucking Mexican food. Like, you just get food. We already have, we already have dinner plan, breakfast plan, lunch plan. Yeah. It's just, it's guaranteed. And she's like, okay, that like food doesn't make me happy. Like if I could just eat a tortilla every, I had, I was like, give me some scrambled eggs. Give me a tortilla, hot sauce. Here we go. And like. I woke up just like I had mimosas and I was in the greatest mood of my life. And just like, she's like, wow. You know, but then she's like, Hey, do you want to go check this shop out? Yeah, let's go check the shop out. Oh, I'm kind of hungry now. Like there's a taco stand. See ya. And she's like, again, it's not saying no. Like if she wasn't hungry, she didn't eat. If she was hungry, she's like, Oh, I kind of want some guacamole, like whatever it was. And I was just like, okay, this, this works. So, you know, and, and we look at, we look at literally, even if I looked at my wife's, you know, five friends, right. I don't count my income as her income, let's right. say. She's really right in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I bless her a little bit by letting her work part-time. I, I don't know however you want to say that the correct way. She has the opportunity to work part-time and she takes that opportunity. She worked hard. She She's got doesn't it. doesn't have to work full-time. Correct. So she doesn't, right? And, and But like, you know, her, her income of her part-time or whatever is the same as what her friends are. I mean, her friend, yeah. all of her friends are in the medical field of some way. Like if you look at it, they're all in the medical field. I I am not lying about that. one of them is not actually. One of them is not. All the rest of them are they they've gotten their nursing degree. They're they're physicians now. They're one of them, one of them's in pharma pharmacy or whatever, yeah. right? But that's still medical. Like they're they're in that field. And you because those are the things that you guys enjoy, right? Like if you're the the girl or the guy that enjoys sports. Chances are you're not hanging out with a person that doesn't love sports, right? Like, hey, what do you guys want to do in Super Bowl? Well, I'm going to watch the fucking Super Bowl. Oh, I don't care about sports. All right, cool. Like, we're hanging out with this because we're watching the Super Bowl, right? Well, you know, that's that's a good point because, you know, we true sporting bouts. Yeah. And 
when I'm at a baseball game, you know, in Pasco. <laughs> it's hard not to watch the game. It's not even that because you can't watch the game. I mean, you're just busy with pictures and stuff. But literally, other people will, you know, they always want us on the field to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And Mike and I kind of avoid going on the field because we can't see anything sure. and walking downstairs doesn't sound like fun. So, you know, we'll go to take a break or something and they'll be like, well, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. They said like middle of the third, but I don't understand what middle of the third means. <laughs> and they all look to me and they're like, Okay, I don't get sports. Please explain this. And it's like, oh my, how hard is this? Yes. There's a top of the third and there's a bottom of the third. And when neither team's doing anything, that's the middle. Yes, they just changed. Um, we skipped over this. So I'm going to go grab Mike's and my next beer, and he is going to tell you about his awesome pizza for Mitten tonight. Yeah. All right. So, I tried something unique. Very unique. I'm, I'm, you're not going to surprise me, but I'm very excited. Chicken and waffles. Pizza. Chicken and waffles pizza is fantastic, isn't it? It's great. Yes. With some hot sauce added. Oh, uh, so just so everybody knows, the Mitten Brewing. Okay, they're they're known for their pizzas. We talked about them on one of our episodes. Um, how they donate so much pizza back to the community, like they feed they feed so many people. Um, but right, like we're talking about it, chicken and waffles. They have uh, I don't even know what they call it. Like the is it. But they have they have a, a chili a chili dog pizza right so it's got chili, uh, hot dogs yeah uh, shredded pickles they have a Thai curry um, right so it's got chicken and uh, peanuts and and uh, Thai you know Thai sauce don't have field of greens tonight field of greens right so they have vegan you know, or vegetarian options and um, it might be vegan as well I'm not sure. But that cheese. It does have cheese. Okay, so she could have had it vegan, but it was not. You know, and, and honestly, so for the people that are like, I don't really want to try something new, they have a meat pizza, right? And their meat pizza is fantastic. Yeah, I got like, that. Yeah, <laughs> say right, like David's a, a plain boring person, so I am very uh, boring. But you know, it, it you, they have flights. You can get like four little, four little pieces that are, I don't know, two two bite pieces for you and me, and then. Uh, I don't know what they would be a normal people size because I don't eat normal people. Right. But uh, you know, and you can share it for everybody. And what you get eight, eight different or four different pizzas. Yep. You know, and, and it just works out really well. Same as a beer mom. flight, but it's a pizza flight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's same. That's it's fantastic. So, so you had chicken and waffles. You had uh, peanuts and cracker jacks and the variant. He had a different one as well. What else did you have? I had a ghost. Oh, the ghost is fantastic. Um, now, what do you think of it? That was good. Okay. Just the so, right amount of sourness, not too sour, yeah. not too banana one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Here, hang on. Let's see, have I'm you gonna, had the banana one? I have not. Oh, it is phenomenal. I'm gonna end up. Going, I'm between that and the raspberry, and what's better? So one of my one of my really good friends, uh, which is my my daughter, did gymnastics, and we ended up meeting this guy, and I am. Again, I'm outgoing, but like I don't want to see you once a week type thing. And so we end up talking to these people, and he ends up being one of the head brewers at the Mitten. So um, Jeff, big shout out! I' pretty pissed that you haven't given me any of this. So let me know what you think of that. Mind you, while while you're savoring that, I I gotta say, softball has given me two of my best friends. Yeah. It, it's well, I guess technically three because I I really got you out of softball. Uh yeah, technically. Technically, yeah. 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 I say, um, and then Marvin Chris. Yeah. So I mean, I've been very blessed, and and honestly, a lot of the girls I coached, once they age out, 
They do, and they're some of, honestly, some of my best friends. Like Jessica, when I'm having a really shitty day, I know I can text Jessica and she'll put me in a better mood. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's like, you know, we we are always there for the kids, right? And it takes years for them to to be there for us because we'll we'll just go back to memories, right? And yeah. We're okay with that. Like, um, <clears throat> well, Jenny's a great example. I mean, she hated me for all those years. <laughs> And now she sends me a text message. And she's like, hey, can you throw me some soft toss and let's go get some lunch? And it's like, what the hell happened here? Oh, man. Boys, you're going to love this. What did you think of the I banana? Actually, the banana cream was fantastic. I, I think it's really got good banana flavor. It, it's, it's a really good banana yeah, flavor. Yeah, it, it's not banana like banana lacka taffy, but it's banana like banana cream pie. Yeah. It's not the banana bread beer. Exactly. Formerly of Wells, now of Eagle Brewing. Let's say. Um, so, Mike, we want to get into a little bit of what you're doing because I want to I want to touch base again. I I like Facebook. I'm I'm usually on it quite a bit. I'm um, hardly ever on it anymore. A friend of mine, she started a business doing consulting for something, teaching people how to get ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just posted out like she made two hundred bucks in in I don't know how many hours doing DoorDash. And mm-hmm. so I know you've been doing Grubhub? I've been doing DoorDash. DoorDash as well. So how's that been going? It's been going really well. I mean, I the week are different. Like usually the weeks I have my kids, I can't. But when I have them on the weekends, I can't sure. dash quite as much. And But like the interesting thing about them is they have like these incentive weekends usually. And that, like, this past weekend, I had an incentive where between, like, Friday and Sunday at the end of at midnight, I did 25 dashes. I earned an extra 100 bucks. That's huge. Like, and, yeah. And I sat there. I did, like, 10 on Friday, 10 Friday night after, you know, my kids dropped off. I did 10, you know, Saturday. And then it was, like, you know, I hung out with my sisters for a while on Saturday. And then it's like, when they left, I'm like, I'm going to go do my last five. So I don't have to try to do them Easter morning or whatever. Yeah. Now. And so last we knew you were investing in dividend stocks. Yes. It's, are you still doing that? Yes. Okay. And, so and what are you using to invest with? Cause I, I know I set you up with a couple of different platforms. I'm using, uh, it's pretty much, I shift the week. Some weeks I go, and I put the money into Webull just to have extra money in just the regular stock market. Then usually then the next week I'll do public, the next week I'll do stash. Okay. Spreading yourself out. Yeah. And, yep. and, and now with the three, are you picking your own stocks? Sometimes. Sometimes I just do some of the like group stocks I do. Sure. And then, okay, so now is one outperforming the other? Do you know any of that information? Um, usually I think public is doing the best right now in general okay so um and then sometimes i'll throw an extra little bit into like acorns and stuff like that sure so you're you're diversifying you're having fun with it and you're still investing that extra money yeah i can give you a great return on investment calculator so now you you can be as as generic as you'd like just in just in doordash what is your net worth gone up I mean, just a, probably a couple thousand, just a couple thousand. Once I've done it, a couple months, like this is huge money, right? Like, yeah. and, and and I mean, you know, if you have, have, you, have you over seen, a year, 
right. Have you seen, do you, do you regret starting it? Do you regret not doing something else in your life? I don't regret it. I just, it was one of those things that after listening, I'm like, you know, I have this extra time on my hands. If I'm, you know, I'm usually watching TV or taking in a nap or something like that. Why not make that time work for me? So now does, does growing your income excite you? Um, oh, it always excites me. Anything that might allow me to retire. I mean, like, you know, once, you know, like for me, and I mean, I'm not counting down the days for when I'm no longer paying child support, but I mean, when I'm no longer paying child support, I'm going to be able to put, you know, a lot of money, almost a thousand dollars extra a month, which is huge. I mean, yeah. I, uh, no, like, the, like those are things that like people need to hear is like the time that you're spending, you don't, you weren't doing anything productive with it. So it's not like you were trying to develop and design a new thing, a video game, a business, and anything. You literally just looked at yourself and said, hey, I can grow myself to guarantee a better future. Yeah. And and that's huge. Like, you're, sorry, you're, you're, you're not David and I, no, no disrespect. But like, you're not starting a podcast. You're not doing things. You're just an, an average guy that went out and said, hey, look, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a better future. And that's that's huge. Yep, I um, some money. I mean, a couple of times I've used it, like, you know, I've been like, oh, hey, Max has a camp up coming up for Boy Scout. Like, this past check, it's like I wanted to pay all of his summer camp off. I'm like, you know, I'll go between what I had set aside for just my, you know, my weekly paycheck. And I'm like, oh, I'll throw this extra, you know, 100 that I'm going to make, Yeah. you know, for doing these 25, you know, deliveries so, and pay off Max's summer camp. Like that's huge. Like so, everybody that, that that's listening, everybody that's following on on YouTube, right? Like now, just paid off an entire bill that he had. Like he doesn't. Ha- okay, so yes, does he want to invest? Sure, right? Like the the end goal is retire. But like he had extra money just sitting aside, and just said, I don't have to invest this because you don't have to do it. This is just extra money that you you can choose where it goes. And if you have a bill that comes up, if you have, just like you had, like you had an activity that you wanted to do that literally that's where it went to. Like nobody for, like, if you're not using it, invest it until you get to that point. Like my daughter's thing, we talk about Betterment all the time, right? We, you and I both love Betterment. If we don't use, you know, I'm the first to be honest. If I'm getting foreclosed on, on one of my properties. Yeah, you're pulling Betterment. Betterment's gone. See, you got to go. Like that, that's liquid cash. You know, daddy needs to survive. And, uh, you know, so, like, I did the same thing. Like, my daughter, so she, she had gymnastics all day today because she's on spring break. It was 40 bucks for her to go to gymnastics from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Wow. Right? Like, that's a good deal. That's a no-brainer. Right? Yeah. Like, and she loves doing it. Um, I, I'm not do, I only did it one day this week. I'm not doing it every day because, like, I don't want her to get used to it. Right. I don't want her to think that that's going to be a common thing, right? So, like, it has to be a treat type thing. But they offered us back back two years ago my daughter was three years old she she'd been in gymnastics for i don't know let's say six months to a year and all of a sudden i get an email hey you can get a lifetime membership to this and it'll cost you um 1600 bucks normally normally 2500 bucks right that's a good deal but i don't know if it's still worth 1600 yeah but now here's the thing okay so i'm paying at, at when you first start it's 60 bucks a week for one class Oh wow. Okay, so then we did a second class and you get half off. So that's I'm at a 
I meant 90 bucks. 90 bucks so now, we... now the longer her, her class goes and the more she gets older. So now her classes are 50 minutes, let's say, and they're up to 75 bucks. And then the second one is half off or whatever. And they get to, they, they, they get up to like 105 yeah, bucks. Annualize that over a couple of years. And so you pretty much paid for two it years, two years. It was less than two years. I think it was, I think it was 18 months and I was completely paid off. COVID hit and we took almost a year off or whatever it was. And so I lost that, but I know for like, she's back into it. Like they're all wearing masks, they're doing whatever. My wife's happy. But so I, I probably got, I don't know, six, eight months, 10, let's say a year out of it. I have one year until this thing is completely paid off. I don't walk it. I don't have to pay a bill. I don't have to have do anything. It's completely paid off. So she can do two classes a week for free, for free. She can pick any two classes she wants and she can do them. So you know, now we started her with one. So sure, I'm only making right now 80 bucks on my on my return. I don't care. I know for a fact that my daughter's going to be into it because she absolutely loves it. And we waited until we didn't just go in and buy it right away. Like we waited until she really just showed interest. She wanted to go every single week for for six months, and she just kept wanting to go. And as I said, we talked about um, Jeff. Like we met Maggie. I, I'm hoping that's okay to say his daughter's name. Um, and they were best. I mean, they're best friends, right? Like they, they were, oh, I can't wait to see her. And it was, you know, they didn't go to the same school. They were completely different school districts. And that, that's what it is. Like you build that relationship. I know bowling was huge to me. I didn't find yeah. it until I was probably 13 in life or whatever it is. So like my, again, we talk about circle of friends. Like that's, that's who you surround yourself with. So, well, again, even looking at Caitlin, I mean, her, her friends aren't necessarily, they're not the kids she went to school with. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're not necessarily the kids she played ball with. Her friends now like she's having a birthday party on Saturday. She's not. I didn't get invited. You did not. I did not either. Oh. <laughs> so did she, you get invited? Yes. Wow. So she <laughs> did not. She didn't invite oh, anybody didn't. she played with. Sure. But I know as well as anybody, you know, like when she got cut from the freshman team because her dad coached at a different school, not because she wasn't good enough, but because her dad coached at a different school. Jessica was at my house before I was. Sure. All she did was hear, hey, Caitlin got cut, and she beelined her ass over to my house. Yep. You don't necessarily have to go to school with them. You're looking for that shared experience. And and speaking of shared experience, we're going to go to this right now. So I get a message today from a former teammate of mine. Now, this teammate, mind you, did really well for himself over the years. This is, I have to stop you. I'm go so ahead. sorry. Go ahead. So we're talking about Jeff. We're talking about his daughter. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah go ahead. No, 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 you didn't. Okay. I'm ahead. interrupting you now. So on my phone, I, I'm, I, <laughs> I just pulled it up. You guys can read this. So it's my buddy, Jeff's wife. And she just, she texted me. She goes, which pedicure place did you take Emerson to? <laughs> so just to let everybody know, I'm a big bearded man. I am. But I, I have a five-year-old daughter, and we do daddy-daughter days. We do whatever. So You got a pink bow in your hair, I think. Yep. I do, just so everybody knows. So I'm going to turn around just so that the whole world can see it. So I am bald up top, but, yes, I have a ponytail. I have everything. My daughter my daughter has never had a haircut. By the way, we both hate Mike because I am I am also going bald, yeah, but Mike a, has full hair over You don't have to sit here and brag about it, okay? Um, but my daughter has hair that goes past her butt. She's never had her haircut. I absolutely think her hair is great. And I'm I'm like, she's like, oh, I don't want long hair. The, you know, these kids, I'm growing it to show her. Look, it, 
your look doesn't matter. Yeah. Everything. If you're embarrassed of me, I will cut it. I will do whatever. But the fact is, is here, here's what we are. Like I will support my kid through and through. And I don't care what I look like. My, my wife's like, Hey, this and that, but you know, I, I grow this right. Because again, hair doesn't make you the person you are, right? Like you will be respectful. You will be trustworthy. You, you will be a fantastic person, right? Like my job as a parent is to grow and develop. But I take my daughter out to the daddy daughter day. The neighbor, the neighbor is so it's really hard. Um, I'm struggling as a as a father right now um, because I only have one kid. Yep. And you know I'll, I'll end up talking to you eventually because um, you had one kid. Yep. But it's you know so I live next to um, a couple that has four daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so their daughters are outside playing. Easter Sunday, she got to go over there. They put their mask on and they all played. Um, you know and. Then all of a sudden, Monday comes around. Hey, can I come over? Oh, my mom said no. Or, you know, my parents said no. I don't know which one of them it was. I don't, I don't care. And my daughter, she pouts and a little bit, and she goes inside and plays. And that was fine. And so I was like, man, I feel so bad. Because, like, technically I feel bad as a father because I didn't produce a second one. Right. And so I was like, forget it. Like, daddy-daughter night, let's go. So we go to Chuck E. Cheese. We go get ice cream. We, you know, like – we're posting this stuff online. We're like, we're having a blast. My kid, again, her bedtime is 8 o'clock, and here it is, nine o'clock. We're getting home. And she, she's like, Dad, I'm so tired. I'm gonna pass off my clothes. She just passed out her clothes. I think, you know, for me, it like makes me proud. And she woke up this morning, seven o'clock this morning, and, um, she, she you know, she gets up and says, Dad, it's gymnastics day, and I was like. My wife is very concerned that she was going to get up sleep, and she's all excited. I was like, "Heck yeah, let's do this!" Like, what do you want for breakfast? Like, we're gonna—I'm gonna take you anywhere. You—you you name it, we'll take you, and then I'll give you the gymnastics, right? And so she ate cereal at home, which is fine. Um, but do I spoil my kid? Yes, but like, it's—it's it's tough when you watch other people. Yeah. That other people do the things that you can't control. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like I can't control not having another kid around. I can't control these types of things. So, so before I read you this, yeah, we got somebody that just joined. Troncat? No, the other one. Uh, shout out to Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Vanessa! Woo-woo! Congratulations for going live right now on Podbean. See, I know you didn't want to go on Facebook Live, but I'm gonna go live for you. Vanessa paid off a credit card. We're real excited. This is huge stuff. Dude, Mike's giving you clap. This is like, dude, this is what we do this for. 100%. I'm so excited for you. I absolutely love this. Um, I, I'm, I'm very proud. I cannot wait for another two months to figure out where you are. Cause she paid off. She paid off. Um, <laughs> say, yeah, I say, but no, she, she, she paid off uh, an Amazon card, right? It was and, Amazon. And yeah. so she has Disney left. She has Disney left. The car and the house. Like, I'm excited for two months from now to hear how much farther we've gotten on this Disney. Like, hey, and, and when she talks to us, she talks about details of, hey, I took all this money and I moved it over here. I did this. I'm doing this. Like, um, I'm very, very excited. Vanessa, you rock. Like, if I could say that, if, if I could build, like, a dream way to do a podcast with people with debt, like, Normally, you're, you're just not going to find this as a normal person that's going to actually do it. You're going to be like, hey, I struggled a little bit. Like, she's literally just out there doing it. Like, all right, hey, and we've talked. She took everything we said to the extreme. Right, and, like, we, we listened to her podcast, listened to some things. She had a couple things that, like, could have helped her bump it up, but she didn't want to stare it away. She just kept going with it. Like, this is huge to us. 
So, so I get I get a message earlier today. Message message from an ex ex football teammate. Pl- football teammate. So high school. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Levy and hope all's well. I caught a few episodes of your podcast with Nick Watkins. That's Shout me. Out. That's me. I actually have a personal finance podcast myself. Good. Love the discussion of personal finance and financial freedom. And also saw you had David Sivak on as a guest, although I have not listened to that episode yet. Good stuff. So uh, Mike might know the older brother. Okay. So this was from Ben Blake. His older brother's Andy, who was, oh, uh, he would have been a sophomore when he graduated. Andy. I think I've heard of him, yeah. Um, ben, or so Ben Blake. So Ben, uh, thanks for knowing my name. That's huge. <laughs> Say, so Ben was probably the most successful teammate I had because he got a a scholarship to go play football at Yale. So he was a smarty. All right, I'm not even mad. Yeah, he he graduated from Yale. He did go to Yale. He 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 took the scholarship. He he went and played football at Yale from Plainwell, Michigan. Plainwell, Michigan. Okay, so people, I don't know if we talked about playing well enough about how small of a town this is. I mean, tractors are what we as normal people go to prom <coughs> and limos. Playing well, you you you, I, you, I ride, say, you ride your your parents John Deere. I will or, say or that international for the homecoming float every year we did ride on the back of the tractor. Yes. This see, I'm not lying. Not, not one of those things you have like a farm. Yes, a full full size tractor. Yes. Right, like the people I'm jealous of. Okay, so don't you have to tell everybody that I don't have the tractor I want because my wife won't let me have it. But it's like, you only have, you know, an eighth of an acre. And I'm like, yeah, but that tractor knocked that shit out. Like, well, I'm a tractor guy. Blake's one of the few people I can't just refer to as Blake because there was two of them. But, again, I, I play football, so we all refer to each other by our last name. So sure. when I get that message and it says Levian, I can hear it in the back of my head. Like he's saying it. Yeah. And so he shared his uh, financial podcast with me. So I'm going to give a shout out to that right now. It's the POFU podcast. Uh, Nick, do you want to know what that stands for? Personal Opinionated Financial University? Position of fuck you. (laughs) Yes, I did want to know that. Blake, good for you. So... I'm really excited about that. I shared that link with you earlier. I'm going to give a listen to Ben later and see what he has to say. They've been doing this since the first of the year. No, actually, November, the first of November. Good. Um, so I'm really excited. I, I told him if uh, he, he ever wants to do a dual episode or anything, to let us know. We love doing They talk a ton of real estate, so you really think you'll enjoy it. Probably not. I hate real estate. <laughs> like, uh, Blake, don't talk to me about real estate. I don't know anything about it. Um, Gosh, no, the more, the more, like, it's funny because the more I talk to people and the more I deal with common, like, I, I just talked to Walt today and he, okay. like, he, he, honestly, he just gave me the attitude, like, kid, you really know how to handle people. He goes, look, if I was in this situation, I wouldn't talk to this person. I wouldn't offer them shit. I wouldn't do this. And he goes, you, you really just, you connect with them. And I'm like, look, I understand, right? <laughs> like, and so, no, I, I would absolutely love, even if uh, even if they wanted this to come on, I mean, right, you talk, maybe they can give us ideas about what to do with that second property, right? Like right. How, how to how to do something with it. So um, I'd absolutely love that episode. So um, now, so so he tells you he has, a, he has a, a financial podcast. What else does he share with you? That was it. 
Okay. So, but I, you know, I thought that was great because he, you, you haven't talked to each other in. Uh, I think the last time I talked to Ben was probably. I was working at Pac Mail because he actually walked into Pac Mail one day for something. And so that was probably 2000. Sure. So we're 21 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to his older brother more recently because, you know, I don't know. I just have. I, Andy was one of our captains. And oh, thank you. Of course. Andy was one of our captains. And we actually had a loss in the family, I don't know, a few months ago. Uh, one of our offensive linemen lost a battle to COVID that literally none of us knew he was having. So, and then, so uh, shout out to Jason Heenan and his family. He, uh, he got sick on a Wednesday. Yeah. Basically, you know, later that day he had posted something on Facebook and everybody's like, you know, is it serious? And he goes, well, I think I have COVID and by Sunday he was dead. That's crazy. Healthy 45 year old man. I, I am so sorry to the family to hear that. I, you know, if you guys need anything from us, let us know. We'll do whatever we can. Uh, I know they have GoFundMe, and I, I contributed to that. I was, Dawn, Dawn actually said to me, she goes, you contributed to your GoFundMe? And I go, yep. She goes, was it for your teammates GoFundMe? And I said, yep. And she goes, all right. One of the, one of the biggest things, you know, and most people might have missed that, but I want you to hear and we didn't talk about, we don't ever talk about our episodes at a time. We don't coach each other into speaking things, but right. So one of the things David just said was, yep, we lost one of the members of the family, right? So like when you're in these sports, when you're in these things, like you are family, right? Like we're not military. None of us were military. Nope. And, but military talks about family. Like, yeah. I mean, you are your brotherhood, you are whatever. And so everything that we do, right? Like you are part of something bigger. And, and David's sitting here. Yeah, hey, we lost family. Like, and and that's the feeling that you get with everything that we do. Well, you know, just to speak of Jason for a minute, you know, I I I'm, I go up to varsity my junior year. Yeah. And you know, I was a starter on JV. You know, I was I was an okay football player. It wasn't great. And you know, going up to varsity was a huge step. I, I literally a senior would pick out a junior to beat the shit out of every day. Yeah. Josh Farmer beat my ass every day in practice, literally beat my ass. Yeah. And I remember he had always, you know, he would find people and I was one of those people he took under his wing, mm-hmm. you know, captains help vote with the coaches on awards at the end of the year. And he, he goes, yeah, I voted for you for most improved. I'm like, Jason, I had a shitty year. I just, you know, yeah. I was just kind of here. Yeah. I, I, and, and part of it was I would go to practice every day and they would kick my ass in practice so badly that by the time I'd get in a game, I'd be like, oh my God, these guys are going to beat the shit out of me so much worse. Yeah. And I remember the first guy that hit me in a varsity football game and it was probably a third of the impact I'd taken every day in practice for, you know, two months. Sure. And I'm sitting there going, Holy shit! Nobody's gonna kick my ass as much as my team. Yeah. And literally, they did every day in practice. They took turns kicking our ass. Yeah. And that—that's. But that's how you how you build. Your that's how up. you make. I mean, yeah. That's how you make them like, stronger. That's how you make them mad. I, I, you know, I, I remember. I mean, I, I didn't play high school football because I just was done with it. Um, and I remember when I was playing, you know, younger football, like seventy eighters and stuff. <clears throat> um. I had a kid who was weaker and, 
you know, so you, you do the head to head, right? And you're yep. like, you're laying on your back. One guy gets the ball and you get up, you get up, you and get up, run, right? Like, so I'm up and I'm waiting for this kid to climb up and I just walk up and tackle him. So, and I got my ass reamed and they're like, do it again. Don't let up. So I'm sitting here ready up, boom, I'm up and lay the kid out. And I was like, I felt, and they're like, way to go. And I'm like, Mm, nope like guaranteed the next one he gets up a heck of a lot quicker though right and he's like hopping i'm gonna brace for this one because it's gonna hurt right and so we go again he's up wait and honestly you just build somebody to understand where you need to be right like yep. you're gonna you're gonna force yourself to be there if not you're gonna force yourself out of it and that's the biggest key well you know i i think what's really lost with football is they really do make you men Okay, but they do that through just beating your ass. Yeah. You know, I I got my ass beat a lot in football, and it made me a better person for it. I it didn't make me worse. Yeah, it absolutely made me better. If I hadn't been injured so much, you know, my knees are terrible. I, I tore my MCL in my left knee three times. My patella in my right knee, you know, the kneecap, it slides on me. So, you know, that causes immense pain when that happens. It slides out of socket. So, you know, you look at that and, you know, people have injuries. That sucks. You can't do anything about it. You just kind of move on with your day. Yep. But again, those, those people I went to battle with, I don't talk to most of them often. But I went to battle with those guys. I bled with those guys. Yep. That means something, you know, it's what I took to my girls. Yep. You know, I, Steve all the time tells me, yeah, I was just bullshitting with you guys on the sidelines. I, you know, I wasn't doing anything. I'm like, Steve, you don't understand the impact you were having. I don't know on everybody else, but on me. Yeah. You know, I, I always felt important when I, when I was a junior, I was not a starter. I did not play a ton. Um, Steve was the one that made me feel important when I was there. You know what I mean? And that was something I took to my teams because yeah. Nick, you know, better than anybody, you coach those teams. They were horrible. They couldn't hit water if they fell out the ball. <laughs> That's true. They were awful ball players, but they tried so hard. And at the end of the day, they cared about each other. And all of them knew, even if they weren't a starter, that the coaching staff genuinely cared about who they were as a person and seeing them succeed. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I say we, you know, we just did it the other day, right? I threw you a shirt and you, <laughs> you had to reach in and grab it. And uh, we made the old joke of, you know, we've never lost a, a, a throw, a throw across, right? Yeah. So um, you, you might've done it with eggs, water balloons, anything like that. We did it with softballs and you'd stand close together. And then one person would just keep taking a step back and a step back and a step back. And David and I have never lost. We, right. Like, I've never lost with you. I've never lost with Marv. I've never lost with Chris. You, you, you teach throwing to the chest, which is great, right? Like you've never lost with Chris, which now you're coaching for a much better team, a, a team of. Yeah, we don't do those competitions anymore because we could sit there all day with some of those kids. Yeah, so it, it's pointless because they already know how to throw to the chest, right? Like Whereas where we came from, yeah, I mean, literally we, could, we could be this close. We would be done within two minutes. <laughs> that was that was it. Everybody else has dropped the ball, and we're still sitting here doing this. I say I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure not dropping a ball. Yeah, and so it just it didn't matter. Like 
you know, but the, the kids that started out this close together ended up being Mike and David apart, which by the end of the season were to the wall over there and apart, right? So, no. um, you know, all we cared about is improvement. Like, give it, give it your best effort. So, um, we talked about the kid that literally couldn't hit. Like, we made her bunt, and she couldn't bunt, but, like, if it got the, the, down. the pitchers, the pitchers in, in the the league that we pitched in would just have to throw a strike and her bat just happened to be in the strike zone, right? Like she would just hold her bat out before the pitch was even there. <laughs> yeah. And they would sure. just hit the bat, right? Like this is how it worked, right? Like and literally if it hit the ground, she was safe. Yes. Like they couldn't they couldn't avoid the bat because they weren't pro pitchers. Right. She just held it out there and it hit. She didn't move. We're like, just hold it here, and it would tink, and then see ya, right? Like, we didn't care if it was that much in front of the home plate. Like, we didn't need it to did, have – It didn't matter yeah, where we, it we landed. Didn't, we, didn't need, it <laughs> we didn't need slap bunts. We didn't need anything out of you. And they would – so David and I coach, the, the only kid we didn't care about striking out off of foul balls was this kid because we figured – She could bunt with two strikes. We didn't give a shit. One out of three, right? This was going fair. I mean, and if it didn't – that was the risk we were willing to take because yeah, yeah. that was the only thing we had. I mean, I told somebody the other day about her first action in a game. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we were playing Calvin and I put her in right field. And, and he had asked me before the game, which mind you, I was not a fan of this guy. He goes, so how are they looking? I'm like, well, I see something different every day. <laughs> and then they hit a ball to her in right field and she got to it and she picked it up and she flipped it underhand 20 feet over my center fielder's head. Yep. And Marvin and I looked at each other and went, well, what do you do? Well, so you can't say anything because you can see the wheels turning in this kid's mind. She knows what to do with it. I'll get it to her. Whoops. Yep. But the thing is, is she's 20 feet over the head. But she could have beat our center field to that ball again and thrown it again. She could have. She could have ran. So she could have ran to first she base. She could have ran to home, first base, anything. She could, you know, she would have had her at a double. Great, because the team, the, the other team would have never. It's like rookie of the year where the kid loses his uh, his pitching strength yeah. and they don't know. But it's like she could have ran to second base and tagged her out. Like we we started just getting to the point. It's like, look, if you get the ball, just run it straight yep, there because yep. you're gonna hold him at first. Like say, <laughs> run to the ball, go. She and, turned into an infielder because she was so bad at everything. Yeah, but she could block things down. She also played on the football team. Yeah. So, I mean, literally, when she laid a tag on you, she laid a <laughs> tag on you. You were not getting you through. <laughs> you were not getting through. Um, that started a couple fights. So, and I know you had something else for us besides uh, getting a meeting. So, Mikey, we were going to talk about. We're going to talk about Mikey, yeah. So, so, Mikey's another guy we randomly bring up. Nobody's met him. He's uh, He was supposed to be here in studio tonight, but some type of an excuse. Always an excuse with him. So he's always off on Tuesday. So he's going to come up Tuesday and hang out with everybody. And, and then he's like, yeah, they gave me Monday instead of Tuesday, and I can't hang out. Sure. So he came up for a couple hours yesterday and hung out with just me and Caitlin, which pissed my wife off. Didn't make Mike real happy because he didn't get to see him. And as usual with Mikey, which I told him, I said, hey, we're on Podbean. You can listen to us this way. I don't know if he'll ever do it. But if he does. He'll hear me, you know, ragging on him a little bit here. So, comes up yesterday. And, of course, I kind of want to know what's going on. So, he works at a company that 
works them to death. I won't say the name of the company. I will. <laughs> I don't know if you know the specific name of the company. Does the middle word start with a U and end with a U? Two there. S's in between? No. He doesn't work for Sherview Success anymore. Oh, no, we don't. Well, we'll, 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 just, we'll just move on. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> say. So, he, so he's working somewhere around 65 to 80 hours a week, depending on the week. So so this company, they, they stock Myers and they mm -hmm. stock all, all the chips. They stock yeah. different brands of companies. So Correct. And they're, they're a third-party company for stocking for Meyer. And as he puts it, which he he's not wrong. If they had a full crew, it'd be a great job. It'd be a great job. But they never have a full crew. Correct. Because you hire somebody in that's young, let's say 22, and you say, I'm going to pay you 12 bucks an hour. Yep. I'm just guessing at the salary. I don't know. And they come in there and they see that you got to work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week and it's very labor intensive and this sucks. I could go over to McDonald's and make 11 bucks an hour and I don't have to work this hard. And he's like, yeah, well, if we could get anybody that wants to work. And I'm like, dude, you're never going to get anybody that wants to work at the shit prices your company pays. Even if they're paying 14 an hour. Yeah. Nobody's going to work that hard. Well, you look at Meyer themselves. Yep. And during COVID, we all know they were paying 18 bucks an hour just to walk in the door. Yep. Because COVID, they needed people. I mean... Even at 18 bucks an hour, they couldn't keep the, the stores stocked. And they didn't keep that. I mean, that ended quickly. Okay. Within six months. Sure. So he tells me that, uh, yeah, so they kind of screwed me over and I got to work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I sent you a uh, job ad for Perigo. They're starting at 18 bucks an hour. He goes, yeah, but you got to get in through an agency and they don't pay that much to start. And I'm like, Oh, that's 18 bucks an hour. To that's start. funny because uh, my buddy Gary got into Paragon and they're paying him 18 bucks an hour. Yeah. And he goes, Tell me. Yeah. And he goes, Well, yeah, but that's a long drive from Portage. I said, Yeah. Gary drives from Byron Center. And he goes, Well, that's a long drive. Yeah, it is. But it, he goes, But I make 18 bucks an hour. I said, Yeah, but here's the difference. If you work at Paragon, you have a set schedule. You work Monday through Friday, or maybe Tuesday through Sunday, or whatever you work. Yep. This is your schedule. Yep. If you want overtime, I'm sure it's there. Yep. And but I'm sure you don't necessarily have to work it. And when you get hired in, it's full benefits and 22 bucks an hour. And of course, with, with Mikey, I love the guy to death. But it's always a fucking excuse. Always. So he gave me 18 excuses on why he's still where he's at. All right, fine, whatever. And now he's got a girlfriend. Of course. Which, you know, I will say, I, I say this because I like to give him shit, is considerably younger than he is. She, she's your age. 32. Wow. Yeah, in that range. Good, good job, Mikey. And, uh, you know, not to expose too much, but yeah, exactly. She, she had a really good job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they downsized due to COVID. So she ended up getting a job at Meyer because, you know, she needed work. Sure. So she's making considerably less now. Sure. So they decided a couple months ago to move in together because, you know, they could split bills. Oh, mess. Which, you know, that's fine and all, but 
like she doesn't have a vehicle, so he, you know, takes her to work and stuff, which, you know, okay, fine, whatever. Sure. But let's go back to the, you work at a job you can't physically continue to do until retirement. I mean, you just can't physically do it. And and I know that, so one of my good friends yep. uh, used to work for the, or does still work for them. Okay. And, um, and he he was married for a while to another friend of ours um and his wife is like hey you, you know you gotta step up like man up and support right so yeah. so he took the promotion like like mikey i mean dude like they work you at this promotion right yeah. and he's like yeah now i'm good i just want to go back to my my scheduled hours like i don't really care and then um you know, but looking up from that, like the promotions are not like it's such a they're they're a large company, but such small movements, yep. right? Like, so you have to look at it as what kind of a company is it? Like, are they going to move you up? Like, sure, if you get passed up for and my rule of thumb is right, like if you get passed up for a job that you've been there and you're qualified for more than I don't know two to three times, it's time to find somebody that's going to give you what you deserve, mm-hmm. right? Like. I'm not afraid to admit that. Like, if you, if you want, if you yeah. if you're happy and comfortable where you are, do it to it. But anything else, like, dude, you gotta find something to make you happy. Well, you know, and that's one of the things. Like with my job, I you know, I don't want to advance. I mean, perfectly happy doing what I do. I work from home. Well, it'd be great to have like five other people trained doing your job, and then maybe you taking over them. But like, right. Until they actually create more positions of you and <laughs> say so you're happy where you are. Well, you know, and at the same time, I mean, I don't want to go into the office. And management of my at my company, you have to go you're in the office. Well, and you look at the amount of well, like I look at your job and like you're you're a prime example of why moving up isn't always the best, yeah. right? Because you know your job, you're very good at your job, you get paid very well for your yeah. job, but you also see that you've had twenty-three managers. Yeah. In such a small period of time yeah. that like I average over a manager a year. You don't stay in that spot, no. right? Like so your manager, your boss is always a grower get out position, right? And so you can't just stick to your manager's job. Well, and when you look at every manager I've had, yep. I think all but one has been promoted to a different position. One had to take a demotion because they would sure not good not not cutting it yep and you know i mean that's great you know i i I want everybody to succeed and move on but my biggest issue is i always have to train somebody on why i'm not stupid which irritates the hell out of me yep i'm really smart i'm good at my job i mean you know again mike and i have had this conversation many times there are only a handful of people that i will not go toe-to-toe with in intelligence he's one of them the other two I can think of off the top of my head, Jim and Wendy. Yeah. And Wendy scares me more than anybody. Well, it's, you know, I, I, it's one of the things that we talk about once in a while, but it's like we tell people all the time, find somebody that sees the potential in you. Yep. Because, right, like I worked for a company that just – I was a number. I showed up. I did whatever. Like we talked about the evictions. We talked about me going to court. Like I have people in my company that are like, I'm not going. Like who's going? And I'm like – so now the job I'm in, right? Like I'm, I'm valued. I get the respect I want. Like I choose my title, right? Mm-hmm. Like 
people don't understand. I'm the executive regional manager, yep. right? Like my wife likes to make fun of that aspect, but it's funny because my wife would be like, Oh, her card says she's the regional manager. And I'm like, and, and you think that's cool, but I tell you I'm the executive regional manager and you're like, yeah, but it's because you know me. Like, no, like I am, like, I know what the hell I'm doing. I know who I am. Like, I am very valued at this company. Like, I am the man, the myth, the legend because I've devoted years of my life to understanding what the hell I do. You should be the assistant to the regional manager. Uh, assistant to the regional manager. Um, assistant regional manager. <laughs> say, my name is Dwight Shroop. I am, say, but no, like find a company that sees the value you see in yourself if you're actually giving that value. Well, you know, and I, I look at that a lot when I was coaching at Godwin, you know, I, let's face it, I was the best thing that happened to their softball program in 10 years. Years. You know, they hadn't done anything since 2000. And a team. And I just, I couldn't get along with, Certain people? Certain people. We'll say yep. certain people. Um, administration. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm not going to say names, but I will let you know that the new person I work with, my accountant, her husband, his brother, so her brother-in-law, okay. is the principal of Godwood. Okay. Yep. He hired me. Yep. And I said, I've had talks with him. He's a great guy. <laughs> he hired me. He also signed off on my firing. Yes, but he asked you. I mean, well, I mean, what can you do? So that is uh, that is the news of the day. So anyways. We, 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 we were drinking together, and he goes, yes, my brother. And I said, no crap. I said, you know, I used to work for your brother for a couple minutes. I was like. Hired in. He didn't fight who I was. He didn't care. There you go. I said, you know, you know what it's like. So the athletic director when I was there, yeah. it was funny because David, David's like, hey, let's go introduce you to some people. I said, okay. Um, I walk in. He goes, yeah, we're gonna teach you. We're gonna name you the athletic director. And he tells me the name of the guy. And I said, I can't meet this guy. He goes, why not? And I said, uh, he used to be the uh, the uh, I don't even know what my high school was. He had. was the assistant athletic director. Was that say? But before that, he was uh, he was a student uh, administrator or yeah. whatever. Like he would talk to us when we you know yep. did negative things, and I was a negative kid, right? Like, yep. I get in trouble for constantly talking, doing whatever. Yeah. And so I go meet him, and I'm like, Jeff, how you doing? And he's like, Good. And I was like, and we just we talk, and I was like, he's like. Yeah, you, you, you've changed. Good for you. You've grown up. And I'm like, I didn't grow up. You grew up. Like, fight with this guy. <laughs> no, so, um, no, well, it's just, it's, it's you know, when you're in, when you're in that position, you have to do with the, the thing that you feel is best for whatever. Well, you know, and again, I, you know, I look at that and you, you have to look at, your ego honestly oh very much you know and and basically we had two big egos that could not get along yeah and instead of you know being a man about it 
We just look for stupid shit to fire people over. <laughs> you looked real hard for that one. So, I, it was, I honestly made it as easy as possible. So, you know, anybody that doesn't know, I got fired because my wife took a video of me singing Bohemian Rhapsody while I was drinking. Yep. And she goes, well, do you want me to post this? And I said, why? And she goes, because your coaching job. I'm like, what are they going to do? Fire me? Fuck them. And they fired me. <laughs> Which, I mean, honestly, I didn't give them much of a choice. But at the same time, you could, you know, you could have had our back the entire fucking time. I mean, I I was there eight years. And it took me a long time to get to that boiling point of, you know, you don't have my back, so kind of fuck you. Well, you know, and we we didn't, it's funny because we never got the respect that we deserve for building what we, or what, you know, what you built. Right. And the camaraderie and the constant like wanting to be there i mean we talk about ariana right like oh man coach nick right oh david like and she shows up she she still comes to see us like so we impacted one life okay you show me any other coach that's done that and like i will show you that that's called a coach right like anything else you know i remember when i took over the the bowling coach he was a history teacher who cared about other things no and not a single one of the kids that i coached for the time could tell you his name and gave a crap, right? Like you cared about me as a person. Like that's the biggest key. Like there's not, all right. So I've done evictions for my personal self and I've done whatever. And yeah. Okay. I'll see them here and there, but I'll still usually get wave ahead, nod something because in the end, I've treated you with the respect that you deserve. Well, I mean, you know, you look at even the kids I coach now. So, you know, we had our first games and I think I shared this off air, but I'll share it on air now. So we have a freshman. She's a lefty pitcher. She's talented. And I wanted her to learn some different pitches. I really wanted her to learn to drop. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, and she is just fighting me. Circle change. So she fights me and fights me and fights me. And, and I get to the point where I'm basically, I just wash my hands of it. I'm like, forget it, whatever. And I, and I told Chris, I'm like, listen, I, I'm, I'm going to work with her, but I'm not really not going to tell her how to do anything because I'm just, I'm sick of the fight. Yep. I, I'm too old to care. Yep. So we hit the actual season and, you know, we go through tryouts and we get done with tryouts and, you know, her and I are working one day and I said, you know, we want this to be successful. We have to work together, which means you have to trust me and I have to trust you. And if we don't get to that point, we're just not going to have a real good season. Yeah. And she goes, okay. And I was hoping that would get us to a good spot and we get to the first game and my number one pitcher who's a sophomore, you know, she has some foot issues. She had surgery on her feet, middle of her freshman year and it didn't work. So they, they bother her a lot. So she's pitching really well. And then, she, you know, she kind of loses it a little bit. The defense is awful. And we end up having to pull her and we put in the lefty pitcher. And she just starts mowing people down. Just, and mind you, she doesn't throw that hard. She only throws about, you know, between 50 and 52. Sure. Got a great change up. Which is, which is home run speed. Absolutely. I mean. Got a great change up, throws in about 35. Yep. Um. But I mean, we're facing we were facing Wyoming, and they just you know first game jitters. Sure. They're okay, but not great. Yep. So they weren't hitting the ball real hard. She was just 
working through everybody. We get to the last batter. And I yell, I yell her name and I said, she looks at me and I said, hey, do you trust me? And she goes, yeah. And I told her I would never call a drop ball until I felt she was ready. I called one at that point. She threw it. It didn't do shit. But it was in a different location at a different speed than her fastball. And the girl tapped it, you know, into an easy out and ended the game. Yeah, which is huge. And I think she figured out at that point, hey, he might not be dumb. <laughs> and well, that at the end of the day, if you don't look good, I'm not doing my job. Well, you know, we, we look at so just for everybody listening, right? Like we look at anybody that's a Tigers fan, because we still have a bunch of Michigan fans. Right? Like Phil Coke, right? Yeah. I mean when you horrible picture. When you're throwing when you're throwing things strictly across the middle in the wheelhouse yeah. and they go yarding you and you have bases loaded or two men on, you have anything, I don't care. And they go yarding you, right? Like the amount of times like you don't build confidence, but if you start listening to the signs that you're given and you get guys behind the plate, I mean, dude, this guy was getting fed signs from who we all agreed was top 10, five Pudge Rodriguez and you're getting fed signs and you're not listening to these signs. No, like we didn't ask you, all we asked you to do was do what you know how to do, throw the ball. We didn't ask you to call the game. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of people don't understand. And you can take that literally to anything in life. Yeah. If you're being told by somebody that's smarter than you, yeah. this is what I would do. Yep. You should probably listen to that. I say, you know, and you look at, uh, I didn't bring them up during the baseball episode, but, uh, oh, shoot, sorry. Um, pitched, pit, or he did all nine positions for the Tigers. Um I'm going to say his last uh, – starts with Romine, Andrew Romine. Okay. Right? So played all nine positions. Pitched, right? Like, throw the ball. Like, you know how hard it is for a MLB pitcher – or, sorry, MLB hitter to hit a 40-mile-an-hour ball it's out of the park? not easy. Like, it's just <laughs> – so, hey, guess what? Throw it 40 miles an hour. That ball is up in the air. Like, we're hoping and praying. Catch out. Like, these guys are pros. They can run to any spot in the world, right? Like, I mean, now if you're hitting a 90-mile-an-hour and you hit it up in the air, sure, it's going to take them a minute to get there. But this is this is what it is, right? Like, understand that where we come from is called knowledge, right? Because we've been there. We've seen it. We've watched it. I mean, you and I, one of the biggest things we took the girls to was uh, my girl Jenny Finch. Yeah. Right? Like, Hey, you want to be successful? This is what you do. You give time, you give effort, you give energy, you listen, you understand, you do. And she talked to these kids. And whether it sank in or not, but the fact is, is like we watched her do what she did to be successful. Like the greatest pitcher of female sports in American history to date literally is giving you advice. And you're going to sit here and go, nah, I think I'm better than that. Okay, cool. What's your record? I'm sorry, you've lost a game? Cool. Let me know when you win a world championship and tell them Stafu, right? Well, like, and that that's a lot of it right there. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit ago. Mike and I sat down and we talked money. I, I'm not I, I didn't say I'm the be all end all. I didn't say I was great. I said I have more knowledge than what you have. This is, you know, what I think. Yeah. And he sat there and he took some of that and 
you know, he, he made some moves and, you know, getting out of that marriage, he had all of this debt. Yep. That gone? Debt gone. There you go. Yeah, and, that, and that's the biggest key. But now, you know, and so we go debt gone, we go getting by, and then all of a sudden, like, it was the proudest day of my podcasting career was the fact that you're like, dividend stocks hit me. Like, I'm going to go just invest in dividends. Like, Dude, the one thing that hits you, like, I don't care. It took us 8, 10, 12 months. I don't care how long it's been. But you look at Vanessa, who, if she's still listening, like, hey, you know, I know she sat with David. Now she listens to another guy who has a gorgeous beard, a luscious mane. And uh, (laughs) it's like, right, she just, she's going after her debt. Like, this is huge stuff for us. Like, we, we are not geniuses in any way no nope. we are not retired we're not professionals we don't say you should do what I we do i don't we don't have we don't have a uh, hundred million dollars a year in funds that we're literally just wasting our time being here we are just normal people that understand how to become so you have the normal line and we're above that right like we we understand hey i want a little bit better in life well, and at the end of the day, I mean, that's really what we're all looking for. We're looking for a little bit better life. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope we can help provide you with that little bit better life if you're listening. Um, take a little bit of what we say. Not everything, because not everything we say is going to apply to you. And, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff that really doesn't apply to anybody. But, you know, the fact that we like to talk to each other, you know, we talk about beer a lot. That doesn't help anybody. But. Yep. I mean, the brewers and us, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, we're hoping that you get something out of what we're talking about. Mike obviously did. He sat there and he goes, dividend stocks. And, you know, I'd like to make some extra money and I'm going to, you know, instead of sitting around watching TV, I'm going to go do that. Right. Mike, that basically says you earn money on this and then you get more of it. You know, to me, that's like, why not do it? Because... You know, and the nice part about, like I said, um, stash in public is you don't have to be able to afford an entire share of Apple. You can buy a quarter of a share of Apple, and it'll turn into 0.3 shares of Apple. And, and that's a great thing. Fractional shares are awesome. Because all of us know these big companies that make money. Oh, yeah. And I don't necessarily have $3,500 to throw into Amazon. I don't necessarily like Amazon as a company. But I'll throw, you know, if I can throw 100 bucks into Amazon and they'll let me, I'll do that. Well, you know, and I, w- I want to talk about that. So this is really hard for me, okay? Yep. So we talked about it on an episode. We I think we talked about it on the Dan Price episode okay. with Grant Cardone. Okay. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I don't remember uh, you bringing this up. Yeah, so I am I I have the 10x book, okay, by Grant Cardone, which is going to change your mindset. It's going to, and and I love the mindset. I love the idea. I love everything about that. My issue is is when COVID hit, Grant Cardone laid off 90% of his staff. No questions asked. No anything. And I posted on my my Metro Grand Rapids Real Estate Investors page for you know. And I said, look, you guys ask for, for real estate stuff. We've, I've read two books in my life. Actually, the first one was read to me. Every was, book. Was I, it Green Eggs and Ham? No. So, well, I know that one. But 
so let's talk. So Danny the Danny the Dinosaur, which is a kid's book, was read to me, and I knew it word for word because how much it was read to me. Okay. So I could fake it. There was a book called Number of the Stars, mm-hmm. which was read to me pretty young, and I memorized what it was about. And I did every book report on this book because I, I knew it. It's about um, a Jewish girl and German, you know, Nazi and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I did all my book reports up through high school about this book because. I didn't have to read. Right. So everybody tells me about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. And they're, it changed my life. It changed my life. And, you know, I listened to a million podcasts and I heard this book so many times. So I, I decided I'm going to read this book. And I'm like, I read the book. And I was like, this is the dumbest waste of my life. Right. Like I had to get through it because I don't read. I'm not, I, I, I just hate it. It's so boring to me. And I read it and I was so disappointed because I was like, I already get this shit. I already understand it. Like, why the hell did I just read this book? And uh, so, but everybody on my real estate thing is like, hey, I want to get a group together and talk about books and real estate. So I have, I, I asked for 10X a few years back and I got it for Christmas. And so I, I posted it on there. I was like, hey, all right, you guys want to, you guys want to read this? Let's start a little book thing. This is the only book I'm going to read. <laughs> like somebody else can take control after. Let's talk about it. And so I started reading it and I got through the introduction in like two pages of the first chapter. And uh, Courtney's like, well, why do you seem so like, hate because I don't enjoy who this is as a person, but I love the mindset. So mm-hmm. I need to read this. I need to understand because I do, I need some more drive. I need to get to the, most people think, hey, $100,000 a year is good income, where Grant Cardone, we get you to understand that a million dollars a year is your bare minimum thought process. Mm-hmm. And, and it works in my mind because like $10 million, this is where we're headed. Like, right. And, and, and you know, so 10X, 10X, 10X. And so I was like, you know, and so it's really hard for me to read because I don't respect the asshole, mm-hmm. but his mindset and his understanding and the way he teaches it, that's going to be something, right? Like, so it's hard. It's hard to, to, but he's a person that's doing it. He's a person. And okay. I know that I won't have his last. I knew he's like $500 million of net worth. Okay. So if, even if I do half that, because I don't respect him enough and I don't fully get into it, 250 bucks, 250 million is hell of a lot more than when I was doing it. Yep. 10,000 a year when I first started working a job, right? Like, so grow, grow that mindset. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think there's so much, if we talk about it in coaching, right? Trust in the person that you're, you're dealing with, trust in the, I'll take your responsibility. If you, if, if the person goes jarting you for hitting a 23 mile an hour fast, you know, or change up, oh, they deserved it. Okay. Let's be honest. Like just say that, you know, if you placed it right where it was and they just read it, Good for them. Well, up until this year, the the last game I coached was districts, and the last run we gave up was on a outside fastball. Yeah. Outside being in the left-handed batter's box, and the girl still pulled it 220 feet. Good for her. I called timeout and I went out there and I, I said to my pitcher, I'm like, hey, you put it right where I asked you to, and I don't think it's landed yet. Yeah. She did everything I asked her to, and that sometimes the hitter beat you, and that's what's supposed to happen. You know, pitchers are supposed to get you out. Hitters are supposed to beat you. Yep. There's no shame in any of that. You know, and, and again, trust is the ultimate thing. So, you know, I, I think next week I'm going to try to set up an episode of, you know, building a business 
and and living your beliefs in the business uh, you know this is kind of near and dear to my heart because you know we have a business and you know my daughter's a lesbian yeah and you know today my wife got some hate from Caitlin's biological father's side of the family, which, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, she's my stepdaughter, even though it doesn't seem that way. And uh, really kind of pissed me off because it turned into Dawn's a bad mom because she allowed her daughter to be gay, which just chaps my ass. And, you know, we're very vocal in our business about, you know, Everybody matters. Well, I give you guys shit for it all the time because, right, it says everybody matters. And then I and then I give you crap because you can't accept less than 12 or something like that. I was like, I thought you said everybody. No, but, like, insurance won't allow it, right? And it's not something that you guys do. But, um, you know, I, I – well, we'll, we'll get into that way more. Well, I'm hoping to be able to have on another uh, small business owner that, you know, Dawn knows really well because she lives – in an adjacent community to Grand Rapids. And we've got nothing but positive feedback on everything Dawn posts about uh, LGBTQ stuff or Black Lives Matter or any yep. of that stuff. It's all been overwhelmingly positive. Yep. She, with the place she lives in, has gotten almost entirely negative. Sure. I mean, she gets a lot of love from outside of the community. She gets some love from inside the community, but for the most part, they're just redneck assholes that hate everybody that doesn't look like them. Yeah, I mean, and, and we'll talk about that. Um, you know, I know we have an episode coming up. Uh, I drunkenly texted you because I, yep. um, a friend of mine used to be the vice president of a very big Midwest corporation. Yeah. Vice president. I mean, and he's like, yeah, I'll talk to you about starting from the bottom and getting to where I was in retirement. Like, um, so I'm very excited about that episode. We talked about it. Very excited about a follow up with Vanessa again. We have a few other. We keep talking about Eric the kid. and Gary and the kid Stephen. That at some point we're going to no, talk. We're just going to talk to him. Tell him he's the kid. Like <laughs> we just talked about Mike's a couple thousand bucks. Like I'm excited to get him back on and talk about. Hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. This is how I'm going to do it. Like I, I'm very excited about the episodes that are coming up. Um, well, I mean, we talk about long-term goals. My long-term goal is I'd like to be sitting here, you know, five years from now talking about, hey, yeah, we're all basically retired, and uh, Vanessa cannot wait for the next update. Good things. I love that. That's awesome. But, you know, I, I'd like to be able to sit here and we're all knocking on retirement and saying, yeah, I don't need to do this anymore. I'm doing it because I, I don't mind doing it, not because I have to. That's why I'm here. Yeah. I mean, like, people... I've got seven years. It's hard. That's like, when I stop paying jobs. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm retired, right? Like, people ask me all the time, what do you do? And I'm like, look, you know, I, I, I do this, but honestly, I don't, if I didn't want to wake up that next morning and get out of bed, I don't have to, right? Um, I have worked my butt off to get to where I am, right? I have devoted myself to get to this spot enough. It, cost me a lot along the way and people don't understand like i've lost friends because guess what like when i'm at your house and this person calls and says i need this yeah i'm i'm there i'm not with you like if my daughter calls sure that costs me money and i'll call somebody else but if it's something that i'm just spending time with you like yep. i've been at your house and gotten called away right yep. like 
oh, hey, cool, Nick will be back. Like, you'll wait two hours until I get back. But the fact is, is it gets handled, like, because that that is what makes me financially successful. Well, and if, again, we, we talk about your, the friends you spend time with. Yeah. If you really know these people, if you're really friends with these people, you understand what's important to them. Like, I, I thought, so I work a lot. Okay. Yeah. I, I obviously work my full-time job 40 hours a week. Now I'm in the middle of the season. So I'm doing that every day, after, you know, after work, I, I have break room therapy four days a week, which, you know, usually I don't have to come in on Sundays and she tries not to have me come in on Thursday. So it's only two days a week, but yeah. last week I had to come in Thursday. I had to come in Friday. I had to come in Saturday. On Friday, I'm literally texting people like Mike going, I can't keep doing this. I'm burned out. I cannot freaking be here. And he's like, well, how about you just take tomorrow off and I'll, I'll work for you. Yeah. And then I get a text in the morning and he's like, Hey, I, I didn't know my sister's coming in from out of town and there's no way I can make it up today. I'm really, really sorry. And my response was, Hey, it's no big deal. I was going to go in anyways. At least you, you had said that you said that you didn't expect your wife to, you have yeah, I, I wasn't, even if she had said, take Saturday, it's a busy day. I know I need to be here. Yep. And she let me leave a little early on Friday, which helped. She let me leave a little early on Saturday, which helped. I'm off this week. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm at least recharging my juice. Yep. But, you know, you can only work so long. And to have a support system like Mike that's like, hey, I'll come up and work so you don't have to. He works a full-time job. He doesn't need to do that. And he doesn't make any money when he's here, just like I don't make any money when I'm here. Yep. Well, and, you know, I – so here's, here's – um, I texted one of my owners today, right? So I'm managing, I'm managing a crap ton of properties, and I'm constantly busy. And my, I took this job as part time, which is not part time. Correct. Yep. And my wife's not happy with that. Yep. So, but I texted one of my owners today, and I said, I said, <laughs> let me read this verbatim okay. because it's more fun this way. Capital U, you owe me golf, right? Capital golf. The tenant is so capital happy, loves the new locks. Response I get, uh, done. Why? Because like I went above and beyond. I did yeah. everything like, you know what? And and I keep saying, hey, I want to go golfing. Tomorrow's going to be 80 degrees. There's going to be some rain. Oh, yeah. My big ass is going to be doing nine holes tomorrow. Like, I'm going to, he said done. I don't care what it costs me. I'm going to go golf at cheap Maple Hill for 15 bucks for nine. Yep. I'm going to drink beer at 9 a.m. I'm going to golf and I'm going to send him the bill. Like, yep. I'm going to write the bill and he's going to go, what is this for? Why do I have this? And I'm going to go, you just paid you 23 bucks for golf. Like, well, 23. Granted, he's in New York. He's going to think it costs 75, but, um, it costs 15 bucks to golf and it costs six bucks for my three pack, right? Or whatever it is. Like you're paying for the entire experience. You're paying for everything. And that's what I'm getting out of it. Like, that's what I'm charging you for everything I've done for you. And you're going to go. And all he's going to do is go, oh yeah, completely fine. Cool. Like it's done. Consider it. Like, the problem is he's going to look at me and go, you got to go there every time and be like, nope, next time I'm going to McIntyre Legends, right? Like private, private country club stuff. So I think it's about time we wrap it up. Uh, huge shout out to Mitten with their awesome, awesome Fantastic. variants of peanuts and crackers. Absolutely, absolutely love the Imperial peanuts and cracker jacks. 
Um, I liked the banana cream PB&J. I only had a small amount, but the Imperial was fantastic. Tried the raspberry. That was very good. Um, between all of us, I think we all enjoyed the pomegranate blueberry. Uh, Mike's heart was excellent. Like, surprising how good that was. It was excellent. Um, it screamed summer to me. Um, as always, like, subscribe, share. Um, subscribe, but like, if you don't like, hit the down like. Because I know you're going to watch the next episode to see if you hate that even more. Yeah. Because we suckered you in. Um, Vanessa, thanks again for listening, giving all the hearts. Uh, really appreciate it. Mike, you got anything for everybody? It was fun to participate and be live. You know, I came up to spend some time with Caitlin and the family and, you know, for her birthday. And it was great to be live again, like I was a week and a half ago for the baseball episode. That baseball episode was a lot of fun. I think we need to do a football episode in the fall. We do. Um, Everybody, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, We'll have a fresh new episode for you next week. Since I'm off this week, I'm getting stuff up on the YouTube. So check out the YouTube. Um, As always, we really enjoy being here with you. And uh, we'll catch you next time. And for those of you on YouTube... Uh, hopefully this will be uploaded soon and we will see you next time as well. Yeah, say so if not, we'll uh, we'll definitely see you sometime soon. True story.